0: Hi, I'm Brandon.
1: And I'm Megan.
0: For years, we were stuck in a rut, always complaining that nothing ever changed for us.
1: And then we realized, if we wanted to improve our lives, we had to put in the work.
0: Each week on this podcast, we'll get into an aspect of personal growth, relationships, or just life.
1: Through our own experiences and guest interviews, we hope to inspire you to make your own positive changes. Welcome
0: Welcome to to the the Fools in Love Podcast. Podcast. y'all welcome back to another episode
1: today we are chatting about failure except we're kind of talking about the fact that it may not actually be failure
0: yeah honestly i was thinking about what we would title this episode and it's very simply you didn't fail Mm. and i hope that a lot of you clicked on that because you're like no i did i did or you thought well you know I, i didn't fail now, but I failed in the past. Whatever it was, I hope that we can open your eyes to the fact that, you know what, you didn't actually fail. And me and Megan recently went through a training for like two months. It felt like we were doing this training. And when I say we're doing a training, we were going nonstop. It basically consumed everything we were doing. It consumed all of our time. It consumed all of our free time. It consumed a lot of our normal work time. And frankly, it just it was it was everything we were doing. And then it got to the point where we needed to actually launch this thing, this course that we were building from this training. And we actually mentioned it on here. The couples communication boot camp. So let me tell you about this couples communication boot camp. First of all, it's freaking amazing. Okay. <laughs> but none of y'all would know that because leading into doing all this work to try to get to the point where we could do this boot camp, we weren't so much concerned about the election or so much concerned about social media. We were just trying to like keep our nose to the grindstone, get stuff done, and get it out there. But then we put our Facebook ads up. We were ready to get started. We were ready to launch this thing. We told y'all. We told the world. And then Facebook took our ads account down.
1: And then the ads got put back up. They said, oh, we're sorry. It shouldn't have been taken down. Great. Back in business. Oh, no. Oh, no. They go down again. Another day goes by without ads.
0: Yep. So at this point, we've lost two days of ads in our first week of time, supposedly supposed to run the ads with no real end in sight. Really, everything that we had kind of learned in the training didn't really make sense because it was political time. And I think Just a lot of people were buying up the ads, which again, we knew going into it, but we thought we'd kind of rise above the fold. And then at the same time, other people in our group that we had been working with, that we'd become friends with, they were launching at the same time or a little bit before us and they were encountering the same problems. And so we ultimately made the difficult decision to pull down the ads and push out the boot camp to the new year after the election. So that's fine. You know, honestly, when we did that, some weight was lifted off our shoulders we moved on. This was on, I think on a Friday or a Saturday. But then on Sunday, I woke up and I just felt a certain type of way. I just felt heavy. I just felt upset. And I couldn't really put a finger on what it was until me and Megan had started having conversation about it. And she was feeling the same way. And ultimately, I couldn't shake the feeling that I had failed. I had failed. I'd worked so hard. I'd invested time, energy, money in myself and us as a couple and us being able to get out there and help y'all and help other couples. But I didn't do that. I failed. It didn't work out the way I had planned in my head and that's not how it's supposed to go, right? Because we all believe like we're supposed to be able to plan it out in our head and it's just supposed to go a certain way and it didn't go that way. So for both of us, it felt like we failed. And in a way, maybe we did fail in the launch, but that doesn't mean we're failures in life. And that's an important thing that we want to touch on today.
1: And I think I'd even argue that we didn't fail in the launch. It didn't go as we planned. That's 1000% true. But if we had failed, that would mean we wouldn't have learned what not to do next time. If we had failed, we wouldn't, Have a better, clearer picture of what to do in January. And I think that because we learned some lessons, yeah, it took time, it took money, it took resources, it took all the things, but can you really count it as a failure if you've learned and grown from it?
0: Right. And it's funny because at the same time, me and Megan were kind of dealing with this thing. We were having discussions about it. We were internalizing it. We decided to make a plan to go forward to the new year. Our daughter, who's in first grade, started to have some issues at school with her time test. Oh, I'm sure you all remember the time test where you have to flip over the sheet, do addition, multiplication, whatever it is. In this case, it was addition. And you have to do it as fast as you possibly can. And she had a minute and 30 seconds to answer all of these questions. And she had brought home a couple sheets and she got a 40% and a 60%. And so we had been working nonstop on it. and. She was fighting internally the struggle of the anxiety of not being able to do that and the fact that she failed, that she couldn't do it. And it was very upsetting to her because she is a perfectionist just like her mommy to a T. And so she was focusing on those lower scores. But in the meantime, we were working toward getting her to a place where she could be quicker, where she was memorizing, where it could get through. And the long and the short of it was this week – Actually, yesterday, she brought home two tests. The first one she had taken, she got a 70%. Then this one she had taken the day before, just yesterday, she got a 90%. Yeah, 70,
1: then then 90.
0: Right, 70, then 90, which is amazing. But the only problem is she only wanted to focus on those lower scores. So why am I telling you this? Because she's six, y'all. She's only six. So we learn this idea of failure really young. We internalize this very early on. And we learn that failure is something that we should feel bad about. Like if you got an F on a paper in school, you weren't feeling great, were you? No. It, but failure is something that you've, re, you've learned very early on that is something you didn't want to happen because if that happened, some of your worst nightmares might just come true.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could have a parent be mad at you.
0: <laughs> right, right. But we look so strongly at failure and the potential possibility to fail. So what do we do? Well, if we're being honest, most of us just decide to not even try. Because let's be real. A lot of us would do pretty much anything in the world not to fail. And that includes just not doing anything at all. Think about it. Think about all the times we think we've failed. Like you have a bad job interview. You didn't get the job. Well, you failed. Or you didn't pass an exam or a test and you failed. Or maybe your relationship had some struggles and you failed. Or maybe you just had a bad social media post or didn't get the engagement you wanted. Or you didn't get people commenting on your post and you failed. It's a slippery slope because if you start looking at everything as failure, there's a real danger because... I think a lot of us will label ourselves as a failure. Like we'll put that on ourselves, like mistakes we made in the past or mistakes we made in the moment. They make us who we are and it cripples us to look at the future because we stamp ourselves with that failed test, failed experiment, failed whatever thing. And it cripples us in the future because that's not who we are. We're not a person who can succeed.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, we saw that very real just in those two examples we were talking about. I mean, our daughter like seriously had such bad anxiety over the whole testing situation believing she couldn't do it that it was actually preventing her from being able to do good for quite some time and then with us like I mean come on man we were like well should we even do this like is this even our thing like if we failed this one time at our first our very first attempt ever um maybe it's just not for us guys <laughs> when have you ever like started something originally like And just been the best thing ever. Like you're not going to pick up a football and become a professional football player the same day, bro. Like that's just not how life works. So failure is like a part of learning, period. You can't get around that no matter what.
0: Right. And then just like we said, though, those past beliefs are what really dig in deep, especially when I like presume that I did fail or that it's not going the way that I planned, as you said earlier. And that's when it like really gets difficult. But then I have to remind myself, and I hope some of you will think about this as well. You have to remind yourself that that thing, that presumed failure, that was just a misstep. That was just maybe a mistake. But that doesn't define everything you're going to do now and in the future. You can't allow things that happened in the past to reflect negatively on where you see yourself going in the future. You actually have the capacity to change anything you want. And I'll say that again because some of y'all are going to fight that. But you have the capacity to literally change everything you want. You can make a decision now. We've talked about it before and we've done it in our own life. You can make a decision today that things are going to be different and guess what they will be. I think Alan Watts says it best. He says, you're under no obligation to... To be the same person you were five minutes ago. Like we we sit in this like ego and this feeling of like who we are and who we're supposed to be. And we say, well, that's just not me. I'm not built that way. I'm not good at this. I'm just not that type of person. You know, I'm a, I'm a perfectionist. Or I'm, you know, an introvert. Or whatever you say, whatever label you put on yourself. But you're actually just limiting yourself and bringing yourself down. And really, you're protecting yourself from the potential that you might fail. And so you're like, well, if that's who I am and that's my label, that's my safety net. Because if I go out and can't really do this, then that's just not my thing. And so that's OK. And we struggle with that. And that's what Meg was talking about with this with this course. Like, maybe that's not our thing.
1: Yeah. And I think what's really interesting about all this is that, at least for us, and my guess is that you're much the same, that... Any failure in any area somehow becomes you as a failure as a whole. Like, if you didn't do well on this one thing or you bombed some sort of situation, clearly you just suck at life. Like, you didn't have a good job interview, so you must be the dumbest person on the face of the earth in every single area. You are not worthy of anything. Like, why do we go to such extremes on all of that? And I think that that's a very real possibility that we let. One thing make us spiral completely out of control until we're just like we're not worthy of anything. Our failures totally define us, and not just in the one area we actually failed, or th- we think we failed, but in every single area of our entire lives.
0: Yeah, that's true, and and I really want you y'all to reflect on this because I've been doing this myself lately in the past couple years, but even recently when this stuff has come up again. But where are you pulling those beliefs of failure from? Like, where are you pulling that label from? Like, was it a teacher, a coach? Was it maybe a friend? Was it a parent you had? Was it maybe a past relationship, romantic or otherwise, where they said something about you and then you're still allowing those words to define you to this day?
1: As further proof of your failure.
0: Right. As further (laughs) proof of your failure. Like, oh, they were right. That person was right. I shouldn't be doing this. Or maybe they were right, I'm not good in relationships. Or maybe that coach was right. I didn't, I don't have any potential. It's like, y'all, that was what in high school? Like, I don't know about you, but I'm pushing 36. I don't need to be listening to someone who sent something to me in high school. That was 20 plus years ago.
1: Shoot, even if it was last week, you don't have to stay the same person. That you were last week as you are today. You can grow in a week. You can overcome failure in a week. You can change the trajectory and make a new plan and get out of that failure in a very short amount of time. So whether they said it 20 years ago or 20 hours ago doesn't actually matter.
0: No, and the best part is, I love this. Like They said that to you and they moved on. They moved on. They're not affected by this. They made a comment to you, a side comment that probably they'll never remember for the rest of their life, but you're carrying that with you as baggage, but they moved on. So you should too. Actually, one of my favorite quotes from one of the movies our kids love to watch, it's called Zootopia. And just bear with me for a minute because I promise there's a point to this. But in this movie, Zootopia, there's a main character, Judy Hopps. She is a bunny and she's trying to go to the big city and be a a cop, which a bunny has never been a cop ever. But she wants to leave Bunnyboro where she's from and go be a cop. So her parents, upon hearing this, said, you know, Judy, there's never been a bunny cop. You know why me and your mom are so happy? Because we gave up on our dreams and we settled. And her dad said, that's the beauty of complacency. If you never dream, you never fail. And I actually think if he says, if you never try anything new, you never fail. He said, it's great to have dreams as long as you don't believe in them too much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's a pretty, like we, every time we hear the line, because a lot of times the kids will listen to it in the car. We just look at each other and laugh because it's so far removed from what we believe. I mean, you never try, you can't fail Except that's the exact opposite of the truth. We believe that by not trying anything, that's the one and only time that you actually are failing. If you won't allow yourself to try what you want to try, that's when failure comes in. Not because you tried and it didn't go as you planned.
0: Yeah, and we often wonder why we feel so unhappy or like we feel like we failed. But many times, was it just because we were complacent Because when I think back on my life, I think all the times where I tried something new and it didn't go well, like I actually learned a lot. But the times where I was sitting on the couch, specifically for nine years when I was sitting on the couch, doing nothing, feeling miserable, not really questioning anything, because if I did, then maybe I'd have to open my eyes or try something new or move my feet and try to get up and do something. Those were the times where I was truly miserable. It wasn't really the times where, I was trying something new and then it just didn't go well.
1: I mean, let me ask you this. What felt worse and how was the recovery between sitting on the couch and doing nothing for year upon year upon year and recently trying the boot camp, having the world feel like it was against us and deciding it's not the time right now, but we'll relaunch in January.
0: I mean, it's not even close. It's the sitting on the couch because that's hopeless. When I'm out there trying something new, when I'm trying something different, when I'm trying to better myself, I mean, you can easily focus on the things that didn't go exactly as you planned, but you can also look at all the amazing things that went really well. But you know where there's no room for for any happiness? When you're sitting on the couch every day doing nothing, just what, waiting for the clock to run out? Mm -hmm. Like, is that really what what I was doing? Because when I reflect, I feel like, yeah, I was. I was waiting for that opportunity. I was waiting for you know God to open the sky and tell me what to do. I was waiting for someone to knock on the door and tell me here's an opportunity. The only problem is I was so busy with my eyes glazed over sitting on the couch that I would have never realized that anything needed to be done, that it could have even been me, that I could even take control because I had built up in my mind that the world was against me, that there were things against me, that this or that or the other, if that wasn't true, then I would have been fine. So it's not even close because I'd much rather be out there trying new things because what people regret at the end of their lives are the things they didn't try, not the times where they tried and it didn't go the way they planned.
1: Mm, That's good. I always love the quote where people are like, don't get to the end of your life, like just what you were saying. Don't get to the end of your life and be like, man, I wish I would have because that is where the power, that is where the problems come in. That is where you leave this world thinking that you never did enough and you didn't try, that's the real failure.
0: Right, and here's the thing, and I'm just going to keep it real with y'all. Many people, they're not going to tell you this. They're not going to tell you that you should try. They're not going to tell you that you should do things differently. And it's not really because they don't want you to do well. It's just because they never did it. So because they didn't do it, they can't see a possibility how you could even consider doing that. So they're not going to encourage you to go go out there and try like to be an entrepreneur or try to take a risk because they never took a risk. They played it safe their whole lives. So it's really hard for someone to see like they look at you like you're crazy, right? When you want to try and try to talk about this. And they're they're real easy to discount it with discounting language. And you can allow that to affect you or not. But you got to understand that they played it safe.
1: Or listen, maybe they did try once and they failed, but the key word there is they tried once, once, not forever and ever and ever over many, many years, because that's what life takes. You don't have to try something once, fail, give up forever. Once is like your jumping off point, not your failure point.
0: Right. And ultimately, my point in saying that too is like, they'll allow you to settle. The people around you will allow you to settle. And they don't even do it because they don't believe you can do it or they like don't want to encourage you. I mean, maybe sometimes that's the case, but I don't really think a lot of times it is. I think they just want you to be happy and they want you to be safe and they don't want you to be discouraged. Like, hey, if this doesn't work out for you, it's not really going to go well. And so I'd rather you just be here and be happy and be okay, then put yourself out there and then be disappointed.
1: They're trying to be Judy Hopps's parents, you guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's real. That's real. But the truth is we hold really strong to our identity and the character that we play and the character we believe we're supposed to be. And a lot of us are playing a character, if we be honest. I know for me, I was. When I was sitting around, I was playing a character. I wasn't sitting there telling Meg I was unhappy. I wasn't telling other people I was unhappy. I was putting up a guise that things were just okay. That there was nothing wrong. And I was playing a character. Because my ego told me that that's who I was and that's who I was supposed to be. It might might be telling you a similar thing. It might be saying, I am a failure. I am overweight. I am a slacker. I'm bad at math. I'm not qualified for any job, so I can't get one. I honestly don't know what yours is, but we tell ourselves a lot of I am statements. And those I am statements are important because they can really lift you up or they can hold you down like an anchor to your foot. We had heard recently, I don't remember where it was, but it's your words create your world. You have to remember that. Your words create your world. So if you're talking about yourself in third person like you're a failure, if you're talking about yourself and saying that like you can't do this or you can't do that or even more, I want this or I want that. No, no. You're working toward getting that. You are able to do it. It hasn't worked out for you yet, but you're not going to give up. But we a lot of times will tell ourselves these I am statements that are negative and hold ourselves in that negative space.
1: And the only thing that's doing Is preventing you from trying, which is, again, the only time that you are actually failing.
0: There's no truer words ever spoken. The only way you can truly fail is if you give up. And we're not giving up. We're certainly not giving up. So, this wasn't scripted. It just came into my mind. So, I'm going to see if Meg will be open to it. I promise she didn't know I was going to ask this, but...
1: Oh, snap.
0: What would you say in your life so far... That's been your, your biggest failure. Because we've been talking a lot about failure today. What do you believe, in all honesty, like what your biggest failure would be?
1: Uh, almost killing our relationship. I don't even have to think about that one.
0: <laughs> and it's amazing because I promise y'all, like I said, it wasn't scripted. But like for me, I thought the same thing. I thought the exact same thing. Like the, the that is what both of us came up with separately. And I promise we didn't talk about it, but like that was our each individually, our biggest failure, which is so interesting because I would argue that that's our biggest triumph in life that we've turned around our relationship and made it such an amazing place. And we've gotten a place where we can help y'all and help other people. But how would we have ever gotten there? If we didn't go through it.
1: I mean, it's, it's super powerful because number one, I think it's crazy that we both think that we're the ones who did that. I said that I almost killed our relationship and then you followed up and said, that's exactly what I was going to say. So we both almost killed our relationship.
0: But I mean, the reality is we both, I think, recognize that we had parts in it where we didn't show up as our best selves, where like it didn't go well. But it's just hilarious to me that like we can sit here and say honestly that that was our worst failure, but then also our greatest greatest success. So how do you get from point A to point B? You got to trudge through some shit. That's what you have to do. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. There's no other way to say it. You got to trudge through some stuff to get to that place. But if you do what Megan just said, if you don't try – because there's a potential that you might fail, you're never going to get to that success because it's literally impossible. It would have been impossible for me to see any of the things we're currently doing and will continue to do in the future by sitting on our couch. There's no other way to say it. There's nothing else to say. So I don't know what's weighing you all down. I don't know what you're considering you failed with But I'm going to tell you right now, the way we started off, I'm going to end the same way. You didn't fail. Maybe you didn't meet expectations. Maybe it didn't all go according to plans, because let me tell you all, nothing does. But you didn't fail. And the only way you're going to succeed is by just keeping going toward your goals.
1: Hey, B, what did you think of that episode?
0: I think it was pretty dang good.
1: Well, what should someone do if they enjoyed these last 30 minutes?
0: They should probably head over and leave us a review so we can reach more people.
1: They definitely should.
0: Guys, if you like the Fools in Love podcast, please go follow us over on Instagram at Fools in Love podcast.
1: We'd love to connect with you and learn more about what you'd like to hear.